Welcome to The Word for Today, featuring the Bible teaching of Pastor Chuck Smith, founder of the Calvary Chapel Movement. This radio program is a verse-by-verse study through the entire Bible. And on today's edition of The Word for Today, Pastor Chuck continues with the image of the beast as we pick up in Revelation chapter 13, verse 15. And now with today's message, here's Pastor Chuck. Now, Nebuchadnezzar was making a statement with this image. Why? Because he made it all of gold. Thou, O Nebuchadnezzar, are the head of gold. God has given to you a kingdom and reign over the earth and all. But you're going to be replaced. He is saying, I'm not going to be replaced. Babylon will last forever. It was a statement. And people were ordered to pay obeisance to that statement, to acknowledge that Babylon would be eternal. It would not be destroyed. It would not be overthrown. It was a statement of contradiction to God's word that declared that Babylon would be overthrown. It was a statement of rebellion against God. And people were commanded to agree to that statement by bowing down and worshiping the image. And and you have that as a counterpart to this image being set up and everyone being ordered to worship this image and being put to death if they refused to worship the image. You remember that right after that, he went insane shortly after that, and and spent seven seasons in insanity until what? Until he acknowledged that God did rule over the kingdoms of man and would set on the thrones those whom he would. His little statement of blasphemy against God was finally changed. And so they cause everyone, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. Now, there is, of course, already talk about the implanting of computer chips under the skin in a person's hand for a positive identification. It could replace money completely, The computers could keep the whole accounting. The chip would establish your limits and you do all your buying and selling with a mark that is in your right hand. He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. This technology exists today to establish a monetary system that is based upon buying and selling with cards or identities such as a computer chip. This will be inaugurated by the false prophet. And no man will be able to buy or sell unless he has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Now, here is wisdom. Let him that has understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, 
and his number is 666. Now, the number of man in Scripture is six. You're aware with biblical numerics, each number has a significance. The number seven is the number of completeness. The number six is short of completeness, man, incomplete man. And the number 12 is the number of human government. Number 13 is the number for Satan. And in Hebrew and Greek, it's, it's more meaningful than in English because in the Hebrew and Greek, they also count with their alphabet. In other words, uh, the alpha, beta, gamma, delta is one, two, three, four, as well as your A, B, C, D. And Aleph, Beth, Gimel, Dileth, the same in Hebrew, the one, two, three, four, instead of your A, B, C, or it's your A, B, C, D also, but it's also numeric, so that every Greek letter has a numeric equivalent. And so you can do fun things with Greek words, such as you can total up the numeric equivalence of a Greek word or you can total up the numerics in it. And interestingly enough, the number eight being the number, number for Jesus, it's the number of new beginnings. Seven is the complete number. Seven notes in a scale, seven days in a week. So the, the eighth becomes the new beginning. You come to the eighth day, you have a new week. You come to the eighth note, you have a new scale. So... Eight is the number of new beginnings. Significantly, it's the number of Jesus. He is a new beginning. And you total up in Greek the letters that spell Jesus, and you have the number 888, 888. And every name for Jesus, if you total up the letters, it's always divisible by eight. If you total up the letters in all of the names for Satan in Greek, it's divisible by 13. So there's a lot of interesting games they can play with these numerics because there are the numeric val values there, and so there are a lot of things that could probably figure it out that are spoken cryptically in the Bible if you would follow through on this numbers program. In fact, Chuck Missler is trying to set up his computer to do this find what cryptic messages might exist in the Bible by setting his computer to discover these numeric patterns that exist. Now, here's the mind that has wisdom. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number. It's the number of a man, and the number is 666, probably the total numeric value of the man's name. 666. Now when we get to the 17th chapter, I'll give you another clue. And I looked, and lo, there was a lamb standing on Mount Zion, and with him there were 144,000 having his father's name written in their foreheads. Now back in chapter 7, we remember that these 144,000 were sealed of God in their foreheads. And the angel was commanded not to hurt the earth until those could be sealed. And he saw them being sealed in their foreheads 
144,000, 12,000 from each of the tribes. So there is no reason at all not to believe that these 144,000 are the same group that we saw back in chapter 7 sealed in their foreheads. Now here we are told what the seal is. The seal is the name of the Father written in their foreheads. And I heard a voice from heaven as the voice of many waters. Jesus in chapter 1 when he spoke, his voice was as many waters. The voice of great thunder. And I heard the voice of harpers harping with their harps. And they sang as it were a new song before the throne and before the four living creatures, the cherubim and the elders. And no man could learn that song but the 144,000 which were redeemed from the earth. Now, they're there, they're singing an exclusive song. They have an exclusive relationship with the Lord. They were sealed and they were preserved during a portion of the great tribulation period. And so they have that special relationship with God and they can sing of that special relationship. In the same token, we, the church, have a special relationship, and we have our own song that no one can sing except the church. Ours is a song of redemption through the blood of Jesus Christ, and we find it back in chapter 5, and they sang a new song saying, Worthy is the Lamb to take the scroll and loose the seals, for he was slain and has redeemed us by his blood out of all of the nations, tongues, tribes, and people, and has made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign with him upon the earth. That, that's a ex song exclusive for the church. 144,000 can't sing that song. They've got their own. Now, we find that the martyred saints have their own song in chapter 7. Angels, poor angels, are left out of all of these songs. They only can join the chorus. Worthy is the Lamb to receive glory and honor and power and dominion and authority and might and all. They can join the chorus, but they can't sing the verse. That's ours. The worthiness of the Lamb who has redeemed us by his blood. The song of redemption belonging to the church. Now, these have their own songs. We can't join in. We'll listen as they declare the greatness of God and the preservation during the time of great tribulation. These are they which were not defiled with women, for they are virgins. These are they which follow the Lamb whithersoever he goeth. These were redeemed from among men. They are the firstfruits unto God and unto the Lamb. That is, out of this great tribulation period. Now, there are several groups seek to identify themselves with the 144,000 or as the 144,000. Jehovah Witnesses have sought to identify themselves as the 144,000. Herbert W. Armstrong uh, seeks to identify himself as the 144,000 with his followers. And several groups have sought this identity, but very obvious, of course, to then follow through and make it possible for Herbert Armstrong. He then embraces the Anglo-Israel, British-Israel concept, you know, that the lost tribes, the ten supposed lost tribes are actually the European nations. So uh, the tr those of the tribe of Dan came to Denmark, and Denmark is literally Dan's mark. And uh, so the people are called Danish or Danish. 
And the word ish in Hebrew is man. So you have Dan's man, the Danish people, or the tribe of Dan. I would not receive much comfort out of that if I were a Dane because they are the one tribe that isn't sealed of the 144,000. English-ish, you see. Swedish. Now, I don't know what tribe was Swede, but uh, they, they say the ish, you know, on the end of the name is, is meaning man in Hebrew, and so that makes them that of that tribe. Uh, I think he is of the tribe of fool-ish. <laughs> Virgins following the lamb whithersoever he goes. Now, it could be that the parable of the ten virgins fits in here someplace. They are virgins. They followed the lamb where the servant goes. In the oriental weddings, or what they call oriental, the, the Mideastern there, the bride never knew exactly when the bridegroom... They knew, you know, they're, they're having the big celebration and, and usually the, the wedding feast and celebration would go on for several days, but then the, bride, the groom would finally take off and get the bride and come for her and then they would put them in this uh, carrier and they would carry them around town, you know. And, and they had this big ceremony. The, the bride never knew exactly when he was coming during this period of time, so she had to always be ready. And she would be there with all of her girlfriends, unmarried girlfriends, waiting excitedly. Is it coming up the street? You know, oh, you know, and for these guys to come up the street you know, with, a, with a groom, and he's now coming for his bride. No, he's coming. Don't know exactly when. And as they would then bear the bride and groom through the streets, the virgins, the bride's maids, would all follow after. Just a part of the whole ceremony. Now, they were not the bride, but they followed the bride and the groom. So these 144,000 are not the bride of Christ. The church is the bride of Christ, quite obviously, chapter 19. But these are virgins which do follow the procession. They follow the Lamb, being the first fruits unto God and unto the Lamb out of the great tribulation period. And in their mouth was found no guile, for they are without fault before the throne of God. Say, oh, lucky. No, no, you are too. Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. When the Lord presents you to the Father, he's going to present you faultless. You say, impossible. <laughs> yes, that's what Jesus said. With man, it's impossible, but with God, all things are possible. When Peter said, Lord, who can be saved then? Glorious to realize that the Lord is presenting me faultless before the Father. Before the throne of God, I'll be presented faultless, for I will be in Christ. Now, these appear faultless before the throne of God also. Speaking of that redemptive work of Jesus even in their lives. Now, I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to those that dwell upon the earth 
And to every nation and kindred and tongue and people, a local TV station recently was advertising that they were going to put this little angel up in the sky. And their satellite that they had raised so much money for was this angel that's going to fly through carrying the everlasting gospel, their own satellite up there. Unfortunately, it got lost in its orbit. <laughs> and they haven't been able to find that angel. <laughs> Let's hope it's not a fallen angel. I think that this is not a satellite launched from the space shuttle, but I believe that this is an actual angelic being. Now, the interesting thing to me is that he has the everlasting gospel to preach to those that dwell upon the earth to every nation, kindred, tongue, and people. Now, what did Jesus say would have to happen before the end could come? And the gospel of the kingdom must be preached unto all nations, and then shall the end come. But interestingly enough, Jesus was talking about this same period of time, the last period of time during the Great Tribulation. It's all in context with the Great Tribulation. And the gospel shall be preached as a witness to all nations. Now, the church has taken that as a challenge. And they said, Jesus can't come again until we've preached the gospel to every nation. Now, I believe that we should seek to preach the gospel to every nation, but I do not believe that our failure to do so is hindering the return of Jesus Christ because I believe that that particular and the gospel shall be preached as a witness to all nations is a reference to this angel that flies through the midst of heaven declaring the everlasting gospel to all of the nations, kindreds, and people. And he says with a loud voice that they should fear God, give glory to him for the hour of his judgment is come and worship him that made the heaven and the earth. Now, men foolishly are worshiping the heavens. They're worshiping the earth. They are worshiping, as Paul said, the creature more than the creator. Worship the God who made the heavens. That's the rational thing to do. It's irrational to worship creation. Creation testifies of a creator. The evolutionist worships creation. Because they did not want to retain God in their mind, God gives them over to reprobate minds, professing themselves to be wise. They become fools because they worship and serve the creature more than the creator who is blessed forevermore. So in the proclaiming of the everlasting gospel, they are given words of wisdom, worship him who has made the heaven and earth and sea and the rivers and the streams and the lakes. There followed another angel saying, Babylon is fallen, is fallen, that great city, because she made all of the nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. And we'll get now in chapter 17 complete details on this fall of Babylon as we read the very same thing and we are given details on the fall of this great religious system of Babylon. And the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If any man worships the beast and his image, or receives his mark in his forehead or in his hand, 
The same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation, and he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. Now, this means that God is going to give every man a chance. First, the angel proclaims the everlasting gospel. Now, this angel warns man against worshiping the beast or taking his mark, so that if a man does take the mark, does worship the beast or his image, he is doing it knowingly, he is doing it willfully, in willful rebellion against God, because he has been deceived into thinking that in the final conflict that will soon be taking place, that Satan and the forces of darkness will be able to overcome the forces of light. You listen to those who are involved in the satanic cults and satanic worship today, and they do say, hey, we are winning. Just look around and you can see. Christianity doesn't have a chance. We're on the winning side. return with more of our verse-by-verse Bible study in the book of Revelation on our next broadcast as Pastor Chuck continues to teach through the Bible. And we do hope you'll make plans to join us. But right now, if you'd like to order a copy of today's message, simply order Revelation 13 through 14 when visiting the wordfortoday.org. And while you're there, be sure to browse the many additional biblical resources by Pastor Chuck. You can also subscribe to the Word for Today podcast or sign up for our email subscription. Once again, that's the wordfortoday.org. For those of you wishing to call, our toll-free number is 1-800-272-WORD, and our office hours are Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Again, that's 1-800-272-9673. If you prefer to write, our mailing address is The Word for Today, P.O. Box 8000, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. And now, on behalf of the Word for Today, we'd like to thank all of you who share in supporting this ministry with your prayers and financial support. And be sure to join us again next time as Pastor Chuck continues his verse-by-verse study through the Bible. That's right here on the next edition of The Word for Today. And now, once again, here's Pastor Chuck. May God bless you and keep His hand Upon your life, may the Lord be with you throughout all your activities this week. May he minister to your life in such a way that you'll be very conscious of the presence of God. And may you just recognize his nearness and his grace and his love and just be overwhelmed by the goodness of God. May the Lord bless, watch over, and keep you. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. This program has been sponsored by Calvary Chapel of Costa Mesa, California. 
Have you ever thought about this simple phrase, God loves you? This just might be the most important truth you could ever grasp, that God has called you into a loving relationship with himself. Unfortunately, many of us have been brought up to think that we need to earn God's love. In Chuck Smith's book, Why Grace Changes Everything, Pastor Chuck imparts years of wisdom from his own experiences, how he thought he had to work hard and deny his own desires for God to love him. But when he unlocked the secret to God's grace, this changed everything. Come alongside Pastor Chuck to discover an astonishing truth about your relationship with Jesus Christ. That it's not based upon your works, but based upon God's love for you. It's true. Grace changes everything. To find out more and to read a preview, visit thewordfortoday.org and click on the link to download Why Grace Changes Everything by Chuck Smith. Or if you would like to order this book in print, call The Word for Today at 800-272-9673.